What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. Those experiencing emergency medical situations in the St. Joseph area will soon have better facilities to receive treatment. Here's Ryan Younger with more. The Corwell Health Lakeland Hospital in St. Joseph is set to open a brand new emergency room next Monday, June 12th. WSJM got an exclusive tour of the facility Thursday, where Corwell Health South President Dr. Lauren Hamill told us the emergency room is about 50% bigger now and includes both new and improved features. So the new things include a short-stay medical unit. We have a brand new crisis intervention area. We have a much nicer waiting room. We have a better triage. We can fast-track people. We've also connected the emergency room with the rest of the facility. We just think this is what our community needs, uh, and I think it's going to really serve our next generation of guests very well. The new facility was part of a 10-year process that included nearly $200 million in renovations. Check out our video from the exclusive tour on YouTube or our website. I'm Ryan Younger, WSJM News. Congressman Bill Heisinger is among members of the U.S. House seeking to stop the U.S. Department of Energy from implementing rules that could affect the use of gas stoves. The Save Our Gas Stoves Act would block a proposed regulation that would require manufacturers of gas stoves to limit how much gas the stoves use. Opponents say this will result in longer cooking times. Heisinger tells us he's been warning since the start of the Biden administration that a gas stove ban could be coming. There's email evidence, including through Jennifer Granholm's office, as well as Richard Trumpka, that they have been talking about this since day one of the Biden administration. This is a goal that they have had. Trumpka is a U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner. Heisinger says to interfere with the manufacturing of gas stoves would not make sense for many. He's gotten support in his calls to stop such regulations. We had some Democrats who are very interested in this as well because they see this as overreach. And this is uh, shooting far beyond what there had ever been thought of where this could go. So hopefully we're going to be able to put that back in a box. Heisinger has proposed an amendment for the Save Our Gas Stoves Act that would require regulators to disclose when they use studies that have any backing of the Chinese Communist Party. The Save Our Gas Stoves Act would prohibit the DOE from implementing its proposed gas cooking appliance standard. The South Haven Area Community Foundation has awarded $72,000 to 24 nonprofits to help support educational, cultural, art, and youth programs and projects around the South Haven area. It's a South Haven High School student affiliate. Youth Advisory Council has also awarded $6,800 in additional grants to youth education and South Haven public school initiatives. Among the recipients of foundation grants this year are Junior Achievement of Southwest Michigan, Parent Resource, the Michigan Flywheelers Museum, Lori's Place, the Mitten Children's Museum, the Alvan Humane Society, and the South Haven Region Business Hub. We have a full list at our website. Each spring, the foundation requests grant proposals from the area's nonprofit groups concerning art, culture, education, recreation, information, and community health with the goal of enriching and improving the lives of residents. So far, it's awarded more than $700,000. High-speed Internet provider Mercury Broadband has updated the Berrien County Board of Commissioners on its efforts to expand availability in the area. Speaking to commissioners yesterday, Mercury's Scott 
Clark said his company's been a partner of the state and the FCC as it received grants to roll out broadband in rural areas. The most recent grant was part of the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund affecting Southwest Michigan. We were awarded about $38 million in grant funds, and that was intended to help augment the cost of covering approximately 78,000 unique areas that the FCC carved out. Clark said Mercury primarily offers fixed wireless internet in the county. They also offer fiber in some locations. Clark said much of Mercury's activities in Berrien County have been in the central and northern portions. It's just one company seeking to expand broadband in the county. Meanwhile, County Administrator Brian DeSette told us uh, this week he's expecting to find out soon if the county's been approved for state robin grants for broadband. It's possible word could come next week. Barry and Risa has recognized seven Barry and County businesses for their efforts to help it in its mission. And during its closing day celebration, Risa saluted the seven for their longstanding commitment to the education community by naming them Partners in Education. The partners are Anytime Fitness in Stevensville, the Berrien County Sheriff's Department, the Andy J. Egan Company, Ashley Offord of Corwell Health, PetSmart of Benton Harbor, Rogers Foodland, and Summerfelt Farms. Risa Superintendent Eric Hopstock says while Risa has nearly 400 employees and serves 24,000 students, the services, quote, we provide are only as strong as the partnerships we form to deliver those opportunities. He says without the help of local businesses, community groups, agencies, and volunteers, none of what Barry and Risa does would be possible. In 2009, Risa established the Partnership and Education Awards to recognize those unsung efforts of the community members who make a difference in the classroom. Set for June 24th is the 26th annual Shout for South Haven Cottage Walk. Chair Patricia Shepard tells us they seek out the owners of interesting or beautiful homes and ask if they'll be part of the tour. This year's walk will feature uh, five homes. The cottages are really all permanent homes, but we call them cottages. And there are three that are new construction and two that are older, more established homes. And they all have something unique about them that we think people will enjoy seeing. Shepard says the event is a fundraiser for Shout for South Haven, which is behind several beautification projects all over the community. She's glad to be able to offer the tour this year. Unfortunately, we haven't had one now for three years, so we're very excited to be up and running again. Shepard says she wants to thank the owners of the homes on the tour this year, as it can be daunting to have hundreds of people come through your house in one day. The tour on Saturday, June 24th, will run from noon to 5 p.m. Tickets are $20, and they're available at the South Haven Visitors Bureau and the South Haven Area Chamber of Commerce. You can also get them the day of at the Farmer's Market. And Nola Rue Casual Cajun Eatery has announced on social media that today will be its last day of operating in the market at 301 Main Street in downtown St. Joseph. The restaurant expanded into the market about a year ago. They also announced they'll be opening a new location in Watervliet later this year. A photo on the restaurant's Facebook page shows the Nola Rue catering truck sitting outside the former Panthers Grill on Red Arrow Highway. Don't worry, though, Nola Rue will still operate its flagship location on Niles Avenue in St. Joe, as well as its catering truck and a traveling food cart. Attempts to reach the owner were not immediately responded to. Stay tuned as we learn more about why the changes were made. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. The latest indictment against former President Donald Trump has been unsealed. 
It outlines 37 charges against Trump, including conspiracy to obstruct justice and a scheme to conceal. ABC's Karen Travers has the latest from President Biden, who's traveling today in North Carolina. No comment from President Biden on the news of the unsealed indictment against former President Trump in the federal investigation into Trump's handling of classified documents. The president spoke to reporters Friday afternoon in North Carolina. President Biden, have you spoken to Attorney General Merrick Garland yet? I have not spoken to him at all. I'm not going to speak to him. No comment on what happened. The president Thursday stressed his White House does not get involved with the Justice Department, telling reporters he has never suggested anything to the department about what it should do or what charges to bring or not bring. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The Justice Department special counsel who filed charges against Trump says in his first public statement the country has, quote, one set of laws and they apply to everyone. He outlined the charges against the former president. Jack Smith spoke to reporters briefly in Washington today but did not take questions. Smith said prosecutors would seek a speedy trial and very much look forward to presenting their case. Trump is scheduled to appear in court on Tuesday in South Florida. He faces the possibility of prison if convicted. Meanwhile, ABC's Brian Clark has more details on what was found at Mar-a-Lago leading to these charges. The indictment includes photos of boxes stored on stage in a Mar-a-Lago ballroom. Federal prosecutors say that's one location at Mar-a-Lago where boxes containing classified information was improperly stored. Special counsel Jack Smith alleges Trump then tried to obstruct the FBI and grand jury probe. And some of the methods included suggesting that his attorney falsely tell the FBI and grand jury he did not have those documents. Another alleged he directed his aide, co-defendant Walt Nauta, to move the boxes to conceal them. Brian Clark, ABC News. And ABC's Aaron Katursky is in Miami with more on the charges. The number is staggering, and these charges, some of them fall under the Espionage Act. They fall under obstruction statutes that, taken together, are, in theory, punishable by decades in prison. The 38 total counts, most of them involve the willful retention of national defense information, but the others talk about not the crime, but the cover-up. Former U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said he's quitting as a lawmaker after being told he'll be sanctioned for misleading Parliament. Johnson quit on Friday after receiving the results of an investigation by lawmakers over misleading statements he made to Parliament about a slew of gatherings in government that breached pandemic lockdown rules. Johnson accused opponents of trying to drive him out. Johnson quit as Prime Minister in 2022 amid multiple scandals but remained a lawmaker. Improving air quality in New York City is allowing some events to resume today, but ABC's Brian Clark in New York says questions remain about some major events planned for the weekend. Tens of thousands of fans are expected at Belmont Park Saturday for the Belmont Stakes, one of the highlights of the horse racing calendar. But New York Governor Kathy Hochul says the Belmont will be canceled if the air quality index exceeds 200. If the air quality is 150 to 200, Only horses that pass an additional pre-race vet examination will be permitted to race. Conditions are getting better. Racing is resuming today at Belmont Park after all racing and training was canceled Thursday. Brian Clark, ABC News, New York. A Texas businessman is at the center of a scandal that led to the historic impeachment of State Attorney General Ken Paxton and has been charged with eight counts of making false statements to mortgage lenders to obtain $172 million in loans. The indictment of real estate developer Nate Paul today is the result of a years-long FBI investigation that Paxton became entangled in three years ago. That move set off events that led to separate federal probes of the Republican Attorney General and of the GOP-led State House of Representatives' overwhelming vote last month to impeach him. Paul and Paxton have denied wrongdoing. 
And at the box office this weekend, it's Transformers versus Spider-Man. More on what's new to watch this weekend from Jason Nathanson. Autobots, assemble. There is a darkness coming. Transformers, Rise of the Beast hits theaters this weekend. The seventh film in the Transformers franchise. This one, a prequel set in the 90s. It's expected to battle last week's number one, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, for first place. It's the only film opening wide this weekend. On the small screen, live-action Spider-Man Tom Holland stars in the Apple TV Plus drama The Crowded Room. And Eva Longoria directs the snack-based movie Flamin' Hot on Hulu. I got an idea. It's a spicy chip. It's going to change everything. Jason Nathans and ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.